Hi there, Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of seven books, host of two PBS specials, here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want. Today, I want to talk about toenails and the brain. What? <laughs> you know, normally I title my videos in a way that kind of gives you a sense of what they're about, like dealing with difficult people, or dealing with loss and grief, or leadership, or anxiety. Toenails and the brain, what's that all about? Let's look. Well, toenails, have you noticed? They really don't serve any purpose. I mean, have you noticed? They just kind of don't really have any real meaning in our life. Now, there was a time when they did. Just like we kind of still grip things with our fingernails, there was a time in our evolution where we kind of gripped things with our toenails. And so at that point, they served us very well. But nowadays, we don't really grip things with our toenails, right? Have you noticed? And also, if we don't trim them, if we don't kind of take care of them, have you noticed what they'll do? They'll just grow and grow and grow until they actually get in the way of our ability to walk and get where we want to go. There are parts of our brain that are the same way. There are parts of our brain that are operating much more based on evolution, much more based on what they did in the past than how they serve us today. The limbic system, for example. You know, for those of you who follow my life from the top of the mind philosophy, we got these three parts of the brain. We've got the brain stem, fight or flight part of the brain, this scanner processor router part of the brain, the limbic system, and the upper 80% of the brain, the neocortex, where we have access to our interpersonal skills, problem-solving skills, clarity, confidence, creativity, compassion, etc. So, here's what happens. Data comes in from our five senses and it is first scanned by the limbic system. Now, the problem with that is the limbic system is still operating from a survival perspective. You know, there were times in our past when we needed to react really quickly in order to survive. Maybe some animal was coming at us. Maybe some tribe member wanted to kill us or some member from another tribe wanted to kill us. And we needed to kind of be ready to interact or react front with life really quickly without thinking. And the limbic system was perfect for that because it kept scanning the environment, making sure that if anything was dangerous, we were able to react to it without having to sit and think, you know, I think the animal's about to kill me. I think, see, we didn't have to do that, and that's great. The problem is, however, today it's still operating in this watch out, what's dangerous kind of mode. That's why when we watch the news, it's really not the news. It's not what's new, it's what we should be worried about, you know. People have learned that if they can capture our limbic system, make us worried or afraid, they can then go to commercial and sell us some soap based on if we don't buy this soap, we'll smell bad and people won't like us. It's this fear-based methodology. So what we want to do, just like when we trim our toenails to keep them a certain way, some of us even paint our toenails so they, you know, serve us in life in that way, We've got to make sure we are taking care of our brain in the same way. We've got to make sure we're trimming it, that we are taking care of it, that we are using it versus it using us. We don't want to just let it run from its old evolutionary perspective where it sees everything and everyone as dangerous. I mean, do we really want that person in traffic that is driving the way we don't want them to drive to have the power to make us feel a certain way, to, to kind of you know, get us furious and all worked up? Do we really want to be able, I mean, to find ourselves dealing with the people we love in a way that, that, that where we get angry with them and say things that we regret later? That's all from the limbic system. That's all from that reactive part of the brain. So what I suggest we do is make sure we are defining who we are. 
know, one of the things I'm teaching in my seminars and my counseling today is to look at really when we find ourselves reacting to life and we say, you know, traffic drives me crazy or difficult people frustrate the hell out of me or my, my kids drive me nuts or my parents drive me nuts, whatever. When we say that, what we're actually doing is we're giving the difficult people and the difficult situations in our life the power to define us. And the reason we are reacting this way is this limbic system is interpreting difficult people and situation as dangerous, as something we need to react to without thinking. What I think we want to do is choose the response we want to give it because based on that response is how we define ourselves. I am a person that reacts to traffic like this. I am a person that responds to difficult people like this. In a way we would teach to someone we love, in a way that defines who we are, makes the statement about who we are in a very purposeful way, not a reactive way. In order to do that, we have to be coming from the purposeful part of the brain. Now here's the cool thing. The brain is very malleable. There's a concept called neuroplasticity, where you can actually train the brain to start interpreting life in a way that's congruent with the quality or characteristic you want to be able to access. Just like we trim our toenails, we can train this limbic system to start interpreting life as an opportunity to define who we are in a way we would teach to someone we love. Clarity, confidence, creativity, compassion, curiosity, flexibility, good listener, whatever. We can choose the quality we want to bring to life and begin to use life as an opportunity to practice doing that that actually trains the limbic system to interpret that situation as an opportunity to access this quality. Do that enough and that starts to become second nature. That starts to become our new habit. So if this is something you find valuable, if you would like this for yourself or your organization, that's what I do. I get to go around the world teaching people how to train the scanner, processor, router part of the brain in such a way that it interprets life so that it sends that data up to the neocortex where we can act upon it purposefully. The concept of creating a purposeful life comes from the purposeful part of the brain, not the reactive part of the brain. So the brainstem will always be there in a fight or flight situation. If we need to react without thinking, it will be there. We don't want our limbic system interpreting everything in life or anything that has any kind of negative component in life as something we have to react to. We want to be able to respond in a way that's congruent with our highest purpose, the qualities we would teach to those we love. If you would like me to come and teach this to you or your organization, just go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com, hit the contact button, let me know what you're interested in, love to talk with you about that. And by the way, for those of you who are out there who have anything to do with TED or TEDx, I would really love to bring this material to a TED or a TEDx talk. If you have that opportunity to suggest a speaker, please do, because that's the way you get into those kind of things. So feel free to do that. In the meantime, here's to you bringing more clarity about how we're trimming our toenails and trimming our brain, how more confidence, creativity to everything you do. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video.